the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the hosts and guests are their own, and not those of 9.30 a.m. The Answer or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Our number, 308-8867, 308-8867, toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. Or come on by Millburgers at 1604 and Bull Road. Ask your gardening question in person, and uh, you can uh, begin to see the makings of the uh, Millburgers Halloween uh, extravaganza. Uh, you can... Uh, the, uh, also see a new addition to the, the nursery. That's uh, I'll let y'all see. I'm supposed to see if y'all figure out what the new addition to the nursery is. I'm sure Trace knows, obviously, but we'll see if Calvin and Jerry. I don't know. The, the leopard is the same up there. Yeah. Okay. This could go on for a while, so you'll see it eventually. I saw the fig, the little fig. No, it's it's a in a container. No. Okay. All right, three oh eight. Yes, it could be something weird, Jerry. We have to think like Milton. Oh no! Well, the Ooh. candlestick. I'd rather more, not. So maybe it's the candlestick. <laughs> What's that? It's not the candlestick. Right? No, 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 no. It's a new addition to the, to the site, to the the property. Well, I'm here so much. The new, new things are. Uh, I'm pretty sure you might. You you know this is. I tell you, I tell you what's pretty are those uh, blue plumbagos out there. Uh, uh, and they're on sale, and they've got a bunch of them in Dallas. Oh. Is that right. is that what y'all's biggest selling item? That in that Lantana like. and Mexican heather are all yeah. and Mexican petunia. Ma- yeah, okay, those, really. Those four are uh, pretty big. Yeah, but I, I, I Milton, you know, you always set those blue plumbagos pretty close to us right here, and. We get to watch them go out, and yeah. they, they seem to move pretty fast. Well, especially when they're in full, full bloom like these are. Oh, yeah. yeah. Spectacular. Even well, mine, 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 that, that is one of the few plants, though, too, does not have to be in full bloom for people who are, are familiar enough with it. That, oh, yeah. That they have confidence that it is going to bloom, whereas a lot of plants, you know, if it's striking in the nursery, that's what... What gets bought? And that blue color is so yeah. beautifully yeah. pure blue, nice sky blue with a and, 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 and it'll do well in the shade. shade. Butterflies love it. And once it gets established, it's drought tolerant as it can be. May may bloom all winter. Yeah. In our 
it's, uh, climate it's, it's change winters. It's the only thing in my landscape that can outdo the uh, or outgrow the uh, horse herb. <laughs> I've got mine surrounded by horse herb. But I never watered or anything else, and right now it's in full bloom. It's good contrasting colors. Oh, yeah, that's true. Wow. Oh, with the yellow and the blue. But you have to look, one, you have to look up in the air, and one, you look down on the ground. Well, so. I stumble and fall quite a bit, so I'm, no, that's I'm nice, down there pretty close to it anyway. That's special. <laughs> All right, Trace is up here on the porch with us, and we can talk about the sale items like the blue plum bago. We, can... we have been getting, and which is just just fits perfectly with uh, the column in the Express News. Questions on lawn uh, lawn disease and lawn yellowing. And and so I was, oh, tell us which lawn fungicides that you have here at the nursery. Well, liquids, we have uh, a fungaway, or not fungaway, we have a fundanil, which is daconil. And then we have. Uh, it, have you got? Is, is that in a hose end sprayer? The, I don't have a hose end. I have it ready to use and concentrate. Then I've got uh, fertilome systemic fungicide, and we also have the F stop in liquid. Yeah, that's that's been a good one and, and proven in for a long time. And then in, in yeah. granules, we have the F stop. We have a a bear, which is I think pro. Propiconazole, something like that, right. and then we have uh, a, a Scotts version, which is another one. Because when you're doing, when you're treating long funduses, uh, when at some point you stop having results, so you want to change chemical families. So that's why we have that many different varieties. Well, but the good news on brown patch is almost all of them work to stop the disease. You know, it may be a long term. You know, you may not want to use the same one for ten years in a row. Of course, if you've got that problem for 10 years in a row, then you need to do something different on your lawn watering and your leveling of your lawn. So, but uh, that, that's a lot of, and that, it's amazing this year it's so late and mm-hmm. that people are, but they've had to get lush lawns and they're continuing their watering and the, the growth patterns changed. And so we're seeing fungus. And not only the uh, brown patch, but the uh, leaf spot. Really, had a lot of leaf spot come in the last yeah. couple of days, and that and that is also reflected the, the little brown patch. But I think that's part of that uh, light green that a lot of people are seeing, like this this guy I was talking to here. The blade structure is so weak that everything can affect it. Yeah, that's right. So, well, the the key there is uh, cut cut back on your watering. Now he's watering twice a week, which is too much this time of the year. Uh, once a week is too much in most situations because it's not growing, but it depends on the lawn if it's on a slope or something. Uh, but you water when it needs it, and uh, and then you uh, you can apply your fungicide, and that'll stop the infection. But it, it rarely this time of the year rarely heals that quickly. It just kind of. Mm-hmm. But if you can see it's not spreading, it's not getting any lighter, then you probably got it under control. I notice it doesn't show up on my dead grass. Yeah, it's uh, funny how that is. The, the brown doesn't get in. Yeah, you don't see any spots on uh, dead foliage. Or uh, the other the other thing is the horse herb does not. The horse herb, no yeah. no fungus on that. Yeah. I got a product just for you, Jerry. I'm going to bring it up. Oh, don't, right don't tell me you got something to kill horse herb. No, I, well, I do, but uh, <laughs> I've got something to fix that brown grass. Uh-oh, uh-oh. It's a, it's a dye. A dye. <laughs> that you can spray on the grass to make it still look green. What's going to fix my gray, uh, dark dead grass, or 
brown grass is this rain coming in tomorrow. That'll help. Next day. Knock on wood. They've been saying rain's going to come in for two weeks, and Milton Sinisa said it's going to come in for four weeks, five oh, weeks. Oh, okay. No, I, I think the Sinisa predicted that rain we had a couple weekends ago, and then it's yeah, just it's kind a, of been we had quiet ever we since. We had some blooming last six week. Drops, six oh. drops over downtown someplace. No, we had people complaining they were coming down 1604, and it was pouring rain. I don't know, Calvin. You are tough on the. You, hey, you, evidently, yeah. you had a Sinisa incident. You know what has come into town? <laughs> Whipped with a Sinisa branch. I think so. He hates them. The hummingbirds are. Are they? The ruby throats are serious. Yeah, they're. Uh, uh, I, I was seeing four males at the feeders plus females, and uh, the landscape. They're moving back and forth on the landscape. Now, the minute you say that, of course, then they're li- liable to have no action for. Five or six weeks as a, a, a that wave moves on, and yeah. another another one should be coming in. You'll have you'll have action from now till Thanksgiving for sure. So people are get, still coming in with that article with the firebush in it. Oh yeah, yeah. And, I, and I saw us like when I came in, there were two people that had firebush that were yeah going on. And then we brought oh, in we brought in the one that uh, the Jerry likes that the one with the uh, variegation. So that you get the contrast from the you know yellow leaf with the with the orange bloom too. Yeah, variegation never had done real well here because of our iron chlorosis situation. But that one, we we've got one in our planting bed there, and it's uh, it's performing. Uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't like it at first, but it, it is a sport, so it's going to perform just like uh, the regular firebush. Yeah, but any any time you've got a leaf that's you know, when it's a light-colored leaf, a l- lighter than the normal leaf, you're talking about less photosynthetic right, right. action. So, so it's, it's probably a smaller plant. Yeah, not going to be as powerful. But yeah, but uh, they like. I've had a number of uh, gardeners say, "Well, they they like yeah, they, they like the sugar water fine, but if I've got yeah. firebush or fire spike, they'll yeah. go to those plants first. Uh, Cape honeysuckle is another one they seem to really. Hmm. And we, did, we did real well with the uh, the purple fire spike last week. Good. I, I, I had to bring, got those? I, I had to bring in some more. Okay. We, we sold all the ones we had. Good, we want yeah. we want people to, that got those to uh, yeah we want to hear details. watch those and tell us how they do this fall and send us a yeah, send Pictures, us a picture. Too. We yeah. should have planted one here in a pot or something. Well, she planted a red one in uh, in the pot up here, but that that was <laughs> we before know how the, the red one will be. before the purple came in. Oh, okay. Tell her yank that red out and put the purple in. <laughs> All right, 308-8867. I don't think that's going to happen. 308-8867. No, the second one, though. Okay. So, Trace, all right, where do you want to go? You want to talk about sale items? You want to talk about the plant of the weekend? And, uh, well, let's do breaking news. I just, I just saw the... Uh-oh, wait, wait. Yes, pull into the back. All right. So the breaking news. Yeah, is that, it sounds like the uh, police station. Is the, uh, the pumpkins just got here. So all right. You give us, all give us right. a few hours, and we'll have some of those out for sale. Well, bring your kids. Is that why all these little kids are just hanging out here by yeah. the pumpkin? Well, we had, yeah, they we went had a, within eyeshot of Calvin. Well, we, had the, oh. uh, we had the kids' seminar this morning. Oh, morning. the snakes. That, that went real well oh, with the man. snakes. Oh, yeah. How's so the they snake go from deal? snakes to jack-o'-lanterns. Yeah. We had a loaded house in this morning. There was a... The whole greenhouse was Did full anybody full bring snakes like I told them to? No, no. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Not that I saw, anyway. 
Uh, so past that point, then we have the plant of the weekend. Weekend, there you go. weekend, weekend. weekend, weekend. Alright, so this plant's name is Muscagnia. Most people don't call it that because it's kind of hard to say. <laughs> so it's butterfly vine for the rest of us. Yeah. It has beautiful yellow flowers. Uh, and the most interesting fact to me is that the seed pod is just this massive. You, you can't figure out how it gets from that little bloom to this huge seed pod, or at least I can't. But the seed pod looks like a butterfly. Exactly like a butterfly. Now, wait a minute. This is the first plant of the week that hasn't been a weird plant. Uh. <laughs> well, I call that kind of weird. Butterfly, you know, that's Dan Jerry's. Yeah. Jerry and I have argued okay. cross vine versus butterfly vine <laughs> not, for not 20 years. Planted. How about that? That's well, a great, uh, it's a great. Yeah, it's a great plant. And the, and the deer, uh, it's not a preferred deer plant. Deer food, uh, more it's less preferred than cross. That's fine. Yeah, that was one. That was one of the key factors in making that look more desirable. They'll eat it in a drought, and in some neighborhoods they eat it more yeah. than others. But and we're pushing hard to make that a Texas superstar. Yeah, and the thing I like it's it's also it's serious enough growth that it can block uh, use a fence and it can block a bad view. But it doesn't take over the world, and it's evergreen. Yeah. So it's a. And blooms all yeah, summer. It's a pretty, all uh, summer. And good, good xeriscape plant. Well, we got yeah. about 20 of them, and they are in full bloom, and they do have seed pods on them as well, so you can How see big? both the facts. Uh, well, it's right over there. So like a, it's a three-gallon can, but it's a, it's very full. Yeah. Well, you've had them since spring because I walked by them. Well, that, yeah, but these the are big new, ones. These are new, just for the show. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Cool. Good. All right, so. How much are they? This is a good time They're to plant them. Twenty-four ninety-nine. All right, and you can uh, come on by today, or if you want to put one aside, just uh, call four nine seven, three seven six zero, and they'll put one aside for you. They're also great plant. Other also a good butterfly nectar plant. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, guys, you want to ask your well, you want to ask your we, question we, on the we air? Need a, we need a picture oh, okay. of a butterfly on the butterfly. Vine, it's easy. Well, but it's hard to tell what's what. You want to try? If you, if you don't like it, you got three guys got? here ready to answer your question. There's dead leaves in there. Well, here, I'm gonna give you the mic so you'll be on the air. Uh, <laughs> right. I went out of town. Three days later, I came back, and my oak tree looks like this. Everything died. And we're I have, afraid it's oak quill. No, I have no idea what this is. No, it's not oak quill. What's the, uh, how, how, how long has it been planted? Is four, it old? Four years. Four years? Four or five years, yeah. And we got three other trees, two other little... trees in the yard just like that, and none of them look the same. None of them look dead, huh? No. Well, the stems are all still It's never green. just dropped its leaves before? No, it's... I think it's a Monterey oak or a... Yeah, that's, yeah. Like that's why it's not a Spanish oak or whatever. Yeah, they'll, yeah, they'll, they'll drop their leaves sometimes. Okay. Well, I didn't I think just, it was dead, but she... Yeah, she I don't think that... Yeah. Wilt, so I, we well, I wanted to make sure we have oak trees all throughout the whole yard. I don't that know. one's very unlikely to ever get oak wilt. Yeah. Okay. So it's just going to be okay. Uh, it looks like it. Yeah. And there... And I tore it off. The, the stem is and, still fa- and Jerry's famous pronouncement on oaks every one of them is an individual and they remind us from year to year they remind us because they all perform a little that didn't even had acorns yeah they did they yes, got it good does. Acorns. It's, full of acorns. it's a good it's a good treat jerry what what are they seeing now the that was unusual the scale yeah that uh, 
obscure scale. How big is it? How tall? I'll show you a picture of it. It is taller than the house. It's uh, probably about 10 to 12 feet. Um, you think it's Dutch? I thought it was taller. Maybe it's taller. There's no, nothing's changed so that the water is huddling there or anything. No, not at all. Nothing. Now, do you see any little white specks toward the trunk of the tree? Uh, I mean, where the branches come out on the main trunk. In the bark, embedded in the bark, do you see a uh, little, uh, man, that guy needs to get a hand on yeah. that phone. Recognize me as a phone thief. Really. <laughs> yeah. What, what is okay, okay, when you go home. There's a, look, a, a, new, a new infection. Yeah, that is, obscure scale. Uh... There's a scale insect that's getting on this, just this tree, mm-hmm. and um, but it doesn't cause all the leaves to go at once. I mean, it's it's a, gradually a weakens the tree, and you look down here at the, at the base, kind of where the limbs begin to come off, uh-huh. and you look in the bark, and you see little white specks, kind of like the. I was looking at these little white specks, but I think that was a lenticels rather than uh, scale and uh, see if you've got scale on that tree and if you do uh, you need to need to spray the the bottom part of it with a dormant oil spray it's for sold as dormant oil spray and uh, and it, it it's just sucking the life out of the tree if that's what it is but uh, the tree looks, you got plenty of leaves on it. This is the tree, right? Yeah, that's the tree. I mean, that thing. Full how, of how long have these stems been off the tree? Just this morning, right before you got she here. Just tore, she just tore them off this morning. Where, where do you live in town? It's not up toward Canyon Lake, is it? No, oh, no. We live at Brook Hollow in 281. Okay, okay. Nobody else's trees looks like this. Of course not. I mean, there's other trees everywhere, so you're looking around. Like yeah. But look for that obscure scale. Uh, it's a very small little white white specks on there, and it's it's embedded in the bark. Did you see Did you see any any new buds or anything? Any green anywhere? The stems are a little uh, dry. They're not as green as they ought to be. Yeah, we would expect them to be if it was just dropping its leaves. And the leaves aren't dropping. Huh? They're on the tree. They're not falling. Yeah, that's not a good. That's not a great sign. You could. He'd want to know to get an arborist out there. Yeah, that's that. it's worth. I think it's worthwhile. As big as that tree is. And if you got one that, that you use is. that'll come out and just look at it. Uh, I was D- Davies and Bartlett are the two that I always recommend. Who? Davies and Bartlett. Bartlett, okay. Or Ed Edder. Whoever you can get that's got a good reputation in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And uh, what you want is information. You want them. Oh, that's okay. You want you want them to look at it close and make some kind of assessment. And then if it, if it's some kind of drastic thing they're recommending, get another. Second opinion. second opinion, yeah. Cool. Well, thanks, guys. Thank you. Now, she, 
Well, did you did you notice that we're hedging? Did you notice that originally we were we were really clear we were really convinced it was not dying. Now we're not as convinced. Hedging because of the dry stems. So yeah, so well, so that's that's, uh, that's why it's worthwhile. Well, the ones I scratched weren't very worthwhile to have. They they should be have an a better green than that. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good luck. Thanks. Thank you, Alex. All right, 308-8867 is our number, and we're going to go to Robert on the line. Robert, thanks for waiting. How can we help you today? This Robert, Roger. you there? Oh, Roger, I'm sorry. That's all right. Is this Milton? Yeah. Hey, Milton, I saw you go by the other day, and I noticed you had on your license plate Texas Superstar. I thought that was kind of uppity of you, but that's another story. <laughs> That's just me. I call myself the Texas Superstar. Uh. <laughs> What's going on? Well, Aces, I have uh, a uh, several different kinds of uh, great myrtles, but one in particular that is uh, never gets more than about uh, 10 or 12 feet tall, uh, kind of a deep lavender color. And I'll tell you what, I just can't keep the aphids off it. Uh, what, do, what do y'all recommend? What is it? Crepe myrtles? Yeah, it's crepe myrtles, 10 to 12 feet tall. Trying to keep aphids on. How, how long? Aphids, you said? Yeah, how long have you had that? Three? Oh, that I've had it uh, six years. How long have you had that plant? those plants? I'm, uh, the, uh, the one that's uh, causing the problem is only one. It's the only one of that variety. I've had it, uh, oh gosh, six, eight years, easy. And uh, it starts out in the spring and, and blooms, and I really uh, take care of it well. But boy, it just gets invasions of aphids. Uh, uh, what is there something you recommend to uh, uh, to to use? I've tried different things, you know. Yeah. Well, there uh, I I think they found when they were doing studying aphids, like. Different colored aphids are harder to kill, like the brown aphids easy to kill than the green aphid. But uh, yeah. coming and going, they found out that uh, neem oil is about the best best product that you could spray the tree with. Uh, I have uh, tried that, but uh, uh, to some degree of, of success, uh, I've even just sprayed the heck out of it with hard, you know, water to blow them off there. That'll work other, too. Yeah, and I've tried other things to save for aphids and, you know, 38,000 other things. Yeah. But they just keep coming back and back and back to the point okay. that I never get a, through a year with full blooming and, and good foliage. You know, the leaves just black with the, you know, that the, the mold that gets on that uh, secretion. One of the advantages of the neem oil, I mean, that that's the characteristic that they talk about when they say a, a normal insecticide program is probably not the best thing for aphids because you you kill their their generation time is so short they recover really quickly and you kill off their their enemies whereas the neem oil is uh, has a limited impact on the all the beneficial insects that, that uh, yeah kill them well, or control them well, there are some plants. There are some plants that are obviously more uh, attractive to aphids. 
Yeah, I really don't have an acre problem other than that. Uh, so what's the cycle? If I use neem oil, first of all, I typically use it uh, things, and when it's kind of cool, morning or evening, because it's no oil, right. I think. That's, that's and, perfect. And then, and then, how often do I need to to uh, do that again to break that cycle and to ensure I have a good kill of that and hatching eggs? Every five, to seven, every five to seven days. At least every five to seven days. Okay. Uh, for about four, about, about four or five consecutive sprays. Gotcha. And uh, it actually kind of smothers them, right? So eggs yes, it smothers them, and uh, and you you kind of blow them off with the water too, like you were doing before. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll uh, I'll try that some more. Uh, sure. uh, we, Kevin, we've got a, with all these aphids and things coming up on cray myrtles. Uh, I remember some research out of LSU, Louisiana, that uh, that they actually paint the the base of the trees in the spring with uh, asaphate. Have you ever heard of that? Well, that's asaphate. Uh, in some situations, uh, just even works as a a spray, a preventative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But th- this is—they say it's very yeah. effective against against aphids only. Yeah, and the, the thing about that—that that limited application is that it doesn't doesn't uh, wipe out butterflies or the beneficial insects that would also might uh, feed. So, Jerry, could you look? Do you think if he went to the uh, internet on? Uh, uh, Asaphate for aphids, or uh, yeah, that, that that may work. Do they winter that. in the ground? Do I'm sorry. Or do they come back every year? They they uh, they fly in. Yeah, they and there there there's remnants of populations everywhere. Yeah. And then there's there's some as Jerry mentioned, there are just some selections, crepe myrtles that are. More susceptible to them, and depends on their the environment they're growing in too. Yeah, well, this is a, in a perfect uh, environment. I live out in the ranch out west in Brownsville, and uh, that's all good. This is just a bad one because I've got other stuff. Hey, by the way, y'all were talking about uh, hummingbirds. I have so many out here. I had to put up a second feeder, and it's like a swarm of bees around here. I'll have ten or twelve working all at one time. So, so a few more. Uh, 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 the red throat, the ruby uh, throated, you know. But most of them are just kind of the kind of green back and kind of palish gray brown front, you know. Uh, I mm-hmm. haven't seen a lot of other varieties. Have you all seen any uh, more varieties coming in? Well, just the ruby throats and the black chins. Of course, I haven't seen any rufous hummingbirds come in yet. Haven't had anybody uh, report seeing them. Well, uh, I have some that are, are, are greenish, kind of light but iridescent green on the back, but they don't have black throat, nor do they have ruby throat. So that, sure that, could be, that, that could be the female uh, black chin or the female ruby throat. And the thing about the fall migration, you might see 10 or 12 male ruby throats come through, and then the next, next week there'll be 10 or 12 white Chess probably females, a different you know they're just kind of a a different yeah. wave of migrants that they kind of hang together. 
They don't travel together. Huh? The, they don't, the birds they don't, have figured they, that out more to, faster yeah. than we have. Yeah, they don't seem to travel as pairs or, <laughs> yeah. or mixed. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah. Those little they probably just want to go to the bathroom more. No. But you can have a you can have a, a group that includes both. But I've, I've just on, on based on my my feeders, you're likely to see four or five males at a time, and then four or five females at a time. Where are you located, by the way? I, I'm located uh, west of New Braunfels, about 46, down 1863, about five miles. Oh, you're west of New Braunfels. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Hey, and then, uh, hey, Roger, we yeah. got to take a break. We're up against the break here. All, All right. right thank you for calling. Good luck on those aphids, Roger. Okay. All right. We'll be yeah. back in a moment. Hi. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, broadcast live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. Come on out or call us at 308-8867. Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 Boulevardy Road. Fall is here, and fall is for planting. Fall is for Millburgers. So why is fall for planting? Well, fall is for planting because you want to promote root growth when you plant your new trees or shrubs. And the cooler night temperatures and the better chances of rain help promote that root growth. Why is fall for Millburgers? Because Millburgers has a wide variety of everything that you need to create a beautiful garden, and now's the time to get it in. So whether you need shrubs or trees, fruit trees or shade trees, Millburgers has them, and they have the right ones for this area. What else does Millburgers have? Well, they have the products to keep those plants healthy and happy. What else? knowledgeable people that can direct you toward the right plants for your situation and the right products to keep them healthy and happy. What else do they have? Well, you need to go check it out for yourself at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Bull Road. Alamo City Chocolate Factory presents Customer Appreciation and Corporate Savings Week, a great opportunity to save on client gifts and impress the boss. Receive 20% off retail on your purchase. Pre-order for Halloween, Thanksgiving chocolates, Christmas gifts, and client gifts. Some restrictions apply. Call 490-5333 for more information. Check us out on Facebook.com slash Alamo City Chocolate Factory. Alamo City Chocolate factory live the sweet life hi this is pastor kurt hudspeth with high resolution radio and i want to invite you to listen to our show right here on 9 30 a.m the answer every sunday at 11 a.m we're taking political and global issues that are happening and we're breaking them down giving you a biblical principle or either a biblical prophecy to be able to show you really where we are in biblical history be with us right here every Sunday, 11 o'clock, 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Dennis Prager here with an important message. We spend our whole lives taking care of those we love. However, statistics show that over half of all adults fail to have a will prepared. Giving the gift of a well-prepared estate plan is one of the most loving things you can do for those you care about. So let me introduce you to Charlie Weisinger with Weisinger Law Firm. Charlie is an estate planning attorney who takes the time to get to know you and your family and your goals and desires for them. Charlie makes the process simple. Most clients have a plan in place in as little as two visits. 
Give Charlie Weisinger and his staff at Weisinger Law Firm a call today. Your first consultation is free. Weisinger Law Firm is conveniently located one mile north of 1604 in Selma, Texas. You can reach him at 210-308-0800. That's 210-308-0800. Or online at WeisingerLawFirm.com. W-E-I-S-I-N-G-E-R LawFirm.com. Honey, they're back. Babe, this is ridiculous. These raccoons are destroying our attic, tearing out our AC ductwork, and keeping me awake half the night. And now I'm hearing scratching in the walls. We probably now have rats or mice, too. We paid two different bug companies to solve this. We need to call Critter Evictor. Martha at Work Use Them says they're experts in the market. They don't just block the one access point like the other guys did. They reinforce all current and potential access points and give us a 15-month warranty. Find them now. I can't take this anymore. Okay, okay, dear. I found them online, animalcontrolsanantonio.com. Let me type it in, animalcontrolsanantonio.com. And look, it says free estimates, and you're right, a 15-month warranty. Here, write this down, please, 210-441-4045. And great, they're locally owned and operated. I'm calling right now. Let's get them out of here today so I can get back to a good night's sleep. That's 210-441-4045. You got it. That's Critter Victor. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. We go right back to the phone lines at 308-8867, 308-8867, and talk to Steve. Steve, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. How are you all? Doing terrific. How can we help you? Uh, on my Myers lemon tree, I've got these uh, little white clumps that are appearing on the stems, and whenever you mash them, you know, it's kind of an orangish-reddish gunk so it must Yuck. be kind of, what is that how'd i get rid of it that's scale scale s-c-a-l-e scale it's an insect and or, or it could be mealybugs yeah could be mealybugs are they are they raised yeah it's, are a, they, it's a clump there and it's real sticky and when you mash it it's kind of a reddish orange you know that's, that's mealybugs mealybugs how do you get rid That's of a mealybug on a, on a Myers lemon? You uh, use a uh, dormant oil or what they call a, well, you make a summer oil from a dormant oil. Uh, we, we'll have to ask Trace the actual names of it. Uh, used to, the, old, the original summer uh, dormant oil was called Volick, V-O-L-I-C-K. Um, but uh, you just spray it down with a, or you can uh, mash them with your hand, but are these uh, a lot of these in, in the um, in the uh, axles of the limbs? They're on the in other words, and and then the axles of the leaves where the leaves attach. Well, kind of both. They're mostly just on the stem, and the whole stem is kind of like sticky there, you know. And then there'll be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yes, well, uh, I asked I asked Mr. Fanick what they used to do about that, and he he said uh, they they just rub them with. That's why you looked at your plants every day, and you rubbed them with your hand. Squish you squeeze them, them or squish them with your hand. Yeah. But if you want to probably do the best way, get the major population just with your squishing them with your hand, rubbing your rubbing your hand along the branches there where they are. Yeah. And then uh, use a, a volic oil. 
Now, like, are they on, on branches or are they on the main stem? They're on the branches, you know. And, uh, and, and there was a couple of crossing branches inside, and they were all yeah. over those, and I needed to take them out, so I just took those out anyhow. Yeah, that's what I was just getting ready to recommend is that if you where you can, go ahead and uh, re- totally remove those. Is that loaded with deals. fruits? Sir? Is, is it loaded with fruit? Uh, no, uh, I messed up. Uh, last year it was loaded with fruit, and I, you know it had about twice as many as it's supposed to be on right. this year. And then it, when it bloomed, it didn't set any fruit, and it didn't, the tree looked kind of crummy. But I fertilized it real good, and now it's beautiful, you know. I'm just hoping that it's going to bloom and set fruit here this, this winter, you know. Yeah, it'll come, it'll, it'll come back. That just gives you more overfruited. It gives you more yeah, flexibility just, you know, in terms you, of treating you, you your... You see all them lemons on there, and you just don't want to pick them off, <laughs> which was a mistake. Yeah, yeah that's true. And, and you're not the only one that that does that. I was I was talking... Yeah, uh, you know, I had to do it once just to... Just to learn a lesson, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I was talking with my friend uh, Greg Grant from up around Nacogdoches, Texas, and uh, he's got a. I, I've taken him various uh, uh, Arctic frost and some of those up there to see how they'd take his winter. Yeah. And he he got one that's actually got fruit this year. Really? Oh, man. A lot of bloom, fruit. But he didn't a play. lot of fruit. And I said, now, yeah. Greg. You know better mine, than to leave all that fruit on there. here about a month ago. Didn't say yeah. any fruit, but it, it bloomed. It, you know, it didn't kind of confused, I guess. Yeah. Well, I had I had company the other day, and and they kind of they saw that I have a satsuma that's just loaded with fruit. In fact, it's kind of leaping, leaping yeah, over. And they said. Hmm. If I remember right, you're not supposed to let that much fruit on oh. there. Based on some articles I read in the paper. You know. uh, by you? <laughs> yeah, by me. <laughs> I said, yeah. That's yeah, a, what did you say? Yeah. I said, I have, I have it's an experiment. Uh, <laughs> it's it loaded with the cons, and, you know, it really doesn't have a bad year. And then I have another one. Uh, it's, in, it's a different variety. It's the, the shape of the, of the pecan is more roundish like a walnut or something but it sets very few pecans on it it blooms good and everything is there something i can do to help it no it's just probably an altered berry is it an old variety or is it one of the new uh, indian varieties? i really don't know when i moved into this place 14 years ago it was really scraggly and i trimmed it up and it really looks nice now for the last three years but just It'll set maybe three, four dozen pecans, and that's it, you know, and I've fertilized yeah. it. You know, I haven't, people tell me, what's that, zinc? Zinc? Yeah, right, water? zinc. Zinc. Is that supposed to help it set pecan fruit? It, it helps it uh, have larger leaves, and uh, which eventually leads to more pecans. And, and what do you spray on that on there? Or yeah, you, you spray, you use a zinc spray, uh, uh, in the spring, uh, just just about bud break. That's not easy too. You got to be a little careful with the zinc spray. Yeah. Well, it's hard to get through your sprayer sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> depending yeah. on the formulation. It's about pecans are about the only plant where that prosper with zinc sprays. On, so. Yeah. But getting back getting back to your mealy bug, rub off all that you can, 
and, and pay close attention to the where the leaf attaches to the stem, stem, and because that's where they hide. Uh, is this, are, they, are these in the ground or in a container? Hey, Kendrick, is Mr. Myers in a container, a big old molasses tub? Okay. And also look under the lip of the container. When you're spraying, spray under the lip of the container because a lot of times those mealybugs will get on under the lip of the container. Then you spray the ones on the plant, and then the the others come out and take over again. And in the the soil, too? Like on the soil? No, no, not in the soil. You don't have to worry about it. Just spray the ones on on the plant. But All in right. containers, well, they have a tendency. Have a good one. So well, thank you for show. calling thank in, you. and uh, good luck on your mealybugs. Bye-bye. All right, 308-8867 is our number. We're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming right up, right after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 Boulevardy Road. Fall is here, and fall is for planting. Fall is for Millburgers. So why is fall for planting? Well, fall is for planting because you want to promote root growth when you plant your new trees or shrubs. And the cooler night temperatures and the better chances of rain help promote that root growth. Why is fall for Millburgers? Because Millburgers has a wide variety of everything that you need to create a beautiful garden, and now's the time to get it in. So whether you need shrubs or trees, fruit trees or shade trees, Millburgers has them, and they have the right ones for this area. What else does Millburgers have? Well, they have the products to keep those plants healthy and happy. What else? knowledgeable people that can direct you toward the right plants for your situation and the right products to keep them healthy and happy. What else do they have? Well, you need to go check it out for yourself at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Boulevardy Road. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Hello, this is Esther Neal, owner of Spotted Sante. Did you know that according to WebMD, 75 to 90% of all doctor's visits are due to stress? And Spotted Sante is here to help you get on the pathway to good health. I've always wanted Spotted Sante to be a sanctuary for health, wellness, and blessing. In fact, Spotted Sante means the spa for good health. Our professionals really do care about you. We're going to help you relax, and we have treatments that help soothe everything from headaches, backaches, fibromyalgia, and many other ailments. Spadasante truly is a place where stress and anxiety are relieved. Visit Spadasante.com and personalize, purchase, and print your custom gift certificates 24-7 for your convenience. We have four locations to serve you, and we're open seven days a week. If you'd like more information, or if you'd like to speak to one of our knowledgeable staff, call us at 210 210- 375-1110. Come to Spadasante where you can start your healing and enjoy your life. Get delighted with delightful decor. 
Delightful Decors is your source for blinds, shades, shutters, carpet, and countertops. Call us today and let's get started. For blinds, blinds, and more, you're sure to adore. Get Matamoros Restaurante invites you to dance the night away with dinner served tonight until 11 p.m. and dancing in all styles, cumbia, salsa, merengue, and bachata. I-10 and De Zavala. Call 558-3200. It's Matamoros Restaurante y Cantina. Start your Sunday morning with inspiration, motivation, education, and a whole lot of information, but never any manipulation. I'm Rick Hughes, host of The Floodline. Join me every Sunday morning at 6.30 here on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. The fireworks are about to begin. Trump. Hillary Clinton believes only in government. Clinton. Trump is reinforcing harmful stereotypes. The first 2016 presidential debate is Monday night. Listen for complete debate coverage here on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, beginning with Larry Elder at 5 p.m. And join us to watch the debate at the Blue Bonnet Palace on Lookout Road. It's a free event. Find out more at 9.30 a.m. TheAnswer.com. to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867. Thank you for your uh, getting back to me so quickly with the uh, picture that I sent you of the uh, tomato. Uh, they sent me another question. It reminded me of your thing with Forrest. Don't send them another question. We, we, we got that one. But uh, So it was a tomato plant with that looks fairly healthy, except it has these little... Squiggly, yes, yeah, squiggly uh, tunnels. white, yeah, tunnels in it. Yeah, and yeah. and we've talked more about that. We'll tell people what it was in case they've got it too. It was the leaf miners. Yeah, yeah. leaf miner. We okay. talked about that a lot. That's why. Yeah, I, that's why I this said year tunnel. seems like more than normal. Is it um, every year we talk about it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But but you're right. This year seems to be. A, uh, I think I think especially s- even on the citrus. Oh. Uh, but, I, but I believe that's a different leaf miner than you see on the tomatoes. I think it is. is that well, when you see it, huh? is that the citrus leaf miner? And the, yeah, compared yeah. to the tomato, the tomato leaf, leaf miner. It's one thing to, to to describe it, but when you see it, it's sometimes it's the, the people don't connect with what you're describing. But when I, my response to it was that once it's in the, that usually it's not a major yeah. factor, and once it's in the leaf, there's nothing. You can really treat it with anyway. So it's just a minor problem, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's a minor problem to the leaf. Yeah. Yeah. So here was the second question he sent me back. Can you ask Jerry and Calvin why there would be no fruit on these plants? I get the blossoms, but they turn brown, shrivel without turning into fruit. Do we but know that, what variety it is? Uh, well, it's either Tycoon, Lavaca, or. Um, well, when there's when there's that that was a small plant as I remember it. Yeah. So it's a little small to start setting fruit. We we want it to get bigger before it sets fruit. Now we've had we get we've gotten a, a lot of calls. I was thinking it was one like I had uh, last week, where they uh, it was one of, one of the uh, indeterminates and. Uh, what was it like six weeks ago? It tried to set fruit. Yeah. Nothing set, and so 
It's kind of like a typical indeterminate plant. It decided it was too too darn hot to set fruit, so I'll just grow foliage. <laughs> and now, and, and the the email I got said it just it just looks wonderful. It's just growing. It's yeah. getting huge. But that that's the situation with the indeterminate plant. They'll they'll grow foliage whenever the conditions are are good for foliage, and they are real sensitive to temp more sensitive than the determinate to temperatures and outside conditions so it's really hard to predict what they're going to do in our weather that's why why we if you want to fool with the heirlooms uh tomatoes and, and things you want to do that in the spring so they'll have a longer growing season in the fall you're in a hurry to set fruit before the first frost so that's why we don't recommend air, any heirlooms uh, in the fall. And the heirlooms are the indeterminates. Bottom, most of them are, yeah. Okay. yeah. So uh, on this one, he should just let it keep going? Oh, yeah. If, he, if he's got those varieties, uh, it'll okay. get that fruit later. Yeah. But it's and, a small and he's, plant. And he's he's watering on a regular basis. And the leaf, that leaf at the leaf mire looked pretty good. I didn't, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. And will, fertilizing, that's another key thing. If it's not fertilized properly, the blossoms fall off? They just... Well, you get... If, 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 if it's stressed in any way in this kind of weather, mm. it, then you then all bets are off because it just... It's got to have, you know, it's got to have maximum care and ready for action when the weather does get well. And so... Well, which is next week. All right. Roy's getting the weather forecast for together. So All right, Roy. As soon as we uh, start the next hour, we'll get our weather forecast. He might he might go 100% chance of rain. No way. Oh, uh, man. It's, yeah. What it's stretched to 80. Oh, it really? Because they've been driving me crazy with these forecasts that ra- saying rain, scattered thunder showers. And then when they when you look at how what the percentage is, is 30%. Yeah. One in the three chance. Uh, that, that doesn't even... Well, Sunday and Monday, Sunday mm. night and Monday, is is up is up there in serious. Oh, that's mm. good. We need it. For and sure. then, some of, one of them said measurable rainfall, Ooh. like a inch, yeah, inch and a half. But then some so some of them. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, so don't don't be saying all this because if Roy doesn't give us a oh, equally yeah, optimistic weather forecast, <laughs> we'll be we'll be depressed. <laughs> Well, my my yard needs a water, and I haven't watered it. And I've been waiting on the rain, so yeah, I've got, I don't I don't water the lawn anymore, but I certainly water the vegetable garden and the cut flower oh, garden. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's now the time to do since it's going to rain tomorrow, maybe to put down wildflower seeds. Yeah, and it's also a good time to put on your uh, winterizer lawn fertilizer. Oh, nice. And okay. how, do, how do we know this is the time to do that? Because Bill Burgers has it on sale. Having Bill Burgers has it on sale is one key, and then Calvin got it in the paper. Oh, okay. the other key. So if they're talking about an inch of rain or so, then uh, this weekend would be a good time to, to get it on. Okay. And don't worry about getting it on too early. You're not going to make your grass start growing again. I mean, it's already <laughs> slowing yeah. down because of the weather. That's and a, the, the daylight that's, temperature, daylight uh, hours. That's a key that we try to, when people ask us about the timing, we try to 
tell them that the reason that it's logical now is that it's switched into a into a uh, hardiness kind of uh, growth habit rather than a than a growth. So it's kind of the chemistry is changing. So it's using those nutrients and reorganize them for winter hardiness and also for a fast green up in the in the spring. And you can see you can just see those lawns that it's almost like a the screen the uh, curtain opens or shuts. Yeah. Suddenly you know it's growing like mad. You're mowing the lawn and suddenly. It's not growing like mad anymore. Right. Just, yeah. Just, even even if it's raining, yeah. and even if you, it, it's I guess I guess it's daily on the grass. Seems to be. Or cool temperature. Certainly. Yeah. Soil soil temperature. Cool well, temperature. you need a good imagination to think it was cool temperatures because. Uh, yeah. I haven't noticed the cool temperatures. Wait, wait till next week, Alvin. Yeah, Let's mid eighties. What? Tomorrow or the next day, did with night nighttime lows in the 60s. Ooh, that's good. So that's that's great tomato setting. Yeah. Setting temperature. And that's also great uh, winter vegetable. Oh yeah. Weather. So yeah, uh, you know, if you've been waiting to to go ahead and plant your winter vegetables, um, any time from now on is is fair game, and they should do really well because the soil will be cooling down. And they'll get some moisture. Much easier to take care of when it's uh, 85 in the daytime and uh, 65 at night or 68 at night. Oh, yeah. Calvin got a good article on brown patch at this time of the year and all and lawn care at this time of the year. And today's uh, uh, my essay on section C, back of the sports section. So if you take the newspaper, don't forget to take a look at that. Uh, I was interested in your your conversation on um, suckers, sprouts, sucker sprouts, and uh, you're telling people about uh, suckers. I noticed an interesting thing on my in my son-in-law's yard. He had some trees blow down. Now he had no sucker sprouts at all in the in the in the place. And he had some trees blow down, and he left them there for a couple of weeks. And where the, the canopy of that tree was touching the ground, it's full now full of sucker sprouts. Hmm. Now that, you know, because we don't know what causes sucker yeah. sprouts. Yeah, so, some, some that, kind that, of survival that, mechanism. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting uh, interesting thing. It's, 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 it's as if... Shading the soil causes the sucker sprouts to come up. And uh, we know that, I think the article mentions it too, that in in poor soils where the live oaks don't get very tall, they get to kind of a limit. The roots can survive, can support, uh, you know, maybe only 15 feet tall. And then they, instead of trying to get any taller than that, they, they do send up. The sucker sprouts, and that's all those like oak moths out there, on, yeah, uh, yeah, like on the the coast and everything. Hey, hang on a sec. We're going to see if we can help Sharon real quick before we go to the news. Okay, she's on the line at three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hi, Sharon. Welcome to the show. What's going on? Not much. Uh, I've got um, oh yeah, what a uh, bush morning glory, okay. and they're just gone wild. 
Uh, can I uh, cut them back and multiply now, or is it long time you a year? Cut, yeah, I, I cut mine back last week. Okay. And that, that stupid that stupid thing was uh, eight feet tall and ten feet wide. <laughs> well, mine and are I in ca- pots, so they're not that big. Oh, okay. Sure. Yours are in pots. So I, and I cut, I cut I cut mine off at ground level. Wow. Are you expecting more blooms this fall? Oh yeah. Huh. They're already spinning up new sprouts. Let's see, October, blooms. November. Yeah. You only got two, two months, maybe two and a half months. Or are you oh, counting I, on uh, global fast warming? Fast growth. Yeah, they're fast growth. But so uh, I know I'm not gonna kill them. As much as I want. You know, you, yes, ma'am. So okay. you're not, you're not, you're not gonna kill them. That's for sure. That's are a tough they going plant. to? Uh, can I propagate those? Yes, ma'am. Uh, t- just take the new wood, uh, you know, at the at the tips, the tip uh-huh. grow, and uh, back to where it uh, firms up a little bit, and uh, cut them about uh, four to six inches long. And right after you cut them, dip them in a rooting hormone like rutone or right. a harmonidin or something like that. Uh-huh. And they'll they'll root to probably in in seven to ten days. Perlite. Anything. They're, they're, they're not picky. Any, anything you got. Potting soil works great. Yeah, potting soil works great. Potting soil too. Really? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're they're not where where you have to have good drainage. I always okay. tell people in the literature they say that these things. That's why they. They've got them on the invasive species on, on some some places in Florida, especially that they will go across a swamp just as easy as they'll go across a desert. No, and okay. by go across, I mean root and uh, and move move around, move out. So okay. uh, they're they're very easy to root. Did that help you, Sheriff? That'll help me. All right. Um, in fact, they yeah, they use. A, in fact, they use them as propagation for at A and M, so the Aggies will be sure to get good results. <laughs> Thanks, Sharon. All right, I can, I can see the that plant going across with the milkweed <laughs> and uh, four o'clock. Four o'clock. Yeah. There you go. Four o'clock would work too. All right, three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. We've got to take a break. While we do, give us a call at three zero eight eighty eight. 67-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Calvin and Jerry are answering a question off the air. I'm going to talk to Todd Chisholm over there at Quality Organic Products and find out what's going on with him. You'll find Quality Organic Products right there on Lookout Road, just about uh, maybe a quarter of a mile, maybe a little less, uh, uh, outside of 1604 on Lookout Road, open today till 2 o'clock. And uh, 651-0200 is their number. Hey there, Todd. How are you doing today? Hey, Milt. How's it going, buddy? Okay, man. Hey, welcome to the show. What's going on in your world? Oh, man, this, it's been real busy this week, so um, just trying to stay ahead of the game. Um Making all kinds of materials, selling all kinds of fertilizer, organic 
our, our organic line, you know, organic fertilizers and, uh, you know, uh, a lot of uh, molasses. We sell a lot of vinegar, sell uh, nematodes, sell pretty much everything. So we've been selling a lot of stuff. Cool. On, on the... Uh, I. I see that people are starting to talk a little bit about lawn dressing and stuff. Is uh, is this a good time to do it? And uh, oh, yeah. I know you guys, I know you guys sell it. So kind of talk to us a little bit about what you got, quality. Uh, well, we got a lawn dressing. It has rice holes, uh, chicken manure. It has uh, green sand, red sand. Um, it has a little um, coffee grounds in it, and we mix it all up. And, Get it and put a little uh, little topsoil in, not much, but it's composted down, so it's not going to get seed weed seeds in there. So it's pretty weed free. Uh, not 100, percent but it's it it you basically won't see too many seeds. Put it on too much, uh, on aerated. A lot of people do put a little uh, time release fertilizer out and then top dress it, and you'll have a beautiful lawn. Yeah, um, that. I'm trying to remember. Do you, do you guys have the aeration? Yep. Well, you rent them. Oh, okay. So, oh, you do rent them. Okay. And they're the ones that do the little cigar plugs, as the guys like to call yep. them? Yep. Hmm? And you can operate it. You won't pull you into a fence like the last one. <laughs> is it motorized? Or do, you, do, do you, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you for that. Calvin's yeah. not paying attention. Yeah. So he's, he's helping somebody. So... Uh, yeah, it kind of got away from me the last time. I'm glad they they fixed that issue. Yeah, <laughs> as it ran toward his electric pretty... wiring. What's that? Uh, I remember the story about it, but yeah, I mean, hey, I've been on I've been on the other end of that too. It's not fun. Some of those some of those ones you rent, they're uh, they're kind of like you know you kind of like hold on and run behind it. You know. That was kind of it. Yeah, so I'm glad this one's yeah. different. What does it rent yeah. for? Oh, you had to ask me that. I'm not sure. I think it's like oh, a, okay. well, 100 for a week and like 65 a day or something like that. Okay. But it, it's not high commercial ones, and it actually the till the, the actual pines are on the on the rear, and it it, it it has all the weights on the front, so it it basically uh, is very controllable. And then, um, Todd, do us a favor. We talk about it a lot, but people might not know the uh, the reason uh, to do it. Why do folks want to aerate? Well, what that does is it gets those plugs. It pulls your old, hard, compact ground out because we have a lot of rain and a lot of droughts in this area. So what happens in our area is you get this clay base in there, and it's like it's compact. When people walk on it, it just uh, gets so thick and so hard. So the fertilizer and the good soils doesn't get down to that root depth. And some of the Bermudas and some of the zoysias will get four to six inches deep or more. And so what you want to do is when you um, aerate those core aerates, called, once you core aerate it, um, it's always good to kind of wet the lawn a little bit and then aerate it because it will get deeper instead of that hard compact. But when that core aerator gets those plugs out, you'll get four to six inches then you fertilize it, and then you top dress it. And what will happen is that fertilizer will get down in the bottom. The roots of that fertilizer up and get that depth four to six inches of depth. So when you get a drought or you get, you know, a lot of rain, it keeps 
all that stuff in, in place to help the grass grow. How often do you recommend people do the aeration? Is it an every year thing? Is it every two years? A lot of every... people say one to three years, but, uh, you know, I, I would say every year. If you okay. really want to keep your yard right and soft and pretty and build turf, is what we call it, uh, it's uh, St. Augustine, it, it could use a little more because, you know, it, it's, it grows on top of the ground and then the roots go down. So it's a little different grass to grow. And a lot of, 90% of people usually, a lot of the older houses and stuff have it. And, you know, some people are favored to that. And it's it's a nice grass, but it has, it's hard to protect. So What's that, St. Augustine? Mm-hmm, right. Okay. It, it's not like the soysias where, you know, it has a, a root that goes down very far. So you might get a, a St. Augustine root probably go down to... Uh, maybe three inches at the most and maximum so it's 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 a little bit more difficult grass to grow but the zoysias and the bermudas grow anywhere from four to six or more so you re- okay so your recommendation is uh that do the aeration every season i mean every once I a would. year mm-hmm. and you think the yep. fall's best um i think it protects you your yard will come out of the winter time looking better you'll have less okay. weeds you get it you get it mowed thick it starts to slow down and then it starts in the rooting process when it starts to the moonlight starts to go down so it really protects the lawn if you can do it in there i always recommend uh twice a year doing it uh of at least the lawn lawn dressing and fertilization you know and then your yard everybody goes why is there so many weeds well you know because y'all don't you don't properly um fertilize your yard and maintain it. it it is but that's why you cut it shorter in the uh fall and you and then in the and then in the springtime you actually cut it short one time and then you start bringing it up so as it gets hot and that protects the lawn too and the moisture so there's a lot of things to do to keep your yard you know and if you have a balanced yard you're not going to have the weed problems like a lot of people do Talking to Ty Chisholm over there at Quality Organic Products on Lookout Road, just about a quarter mile outside of 1604. And, uh, Ty, of course, you're open today until uh, 2 o'clock. Closed Sunday, but open again tomorrow. They can learn more about you online at qualityorganicproducts.com. All right, so now let's say you've uh, you've done the aeration and you did some fertilization. And talk about the lawn dressing. How much you should put down? Is there anything... Any special way you do it? Just put it down, or no? I mean, I just put it. I just put it down a lot. I'll tell you a couple of ways. A lot of people, landscapers, that buy it from us, they they will take a wheelbarrow and spot it like every couple of feet, and then you can either get a rake and rake it out, you know, a couple inches, or you can get a if you have a strong commercial blower, or you could rent one, you could actually blow that lawn dressing into the yard and put it in little piles and then to go back and blow it. And a lot of landscapers do that. And it uh, seems to be more uh, more people are doing that, littler piles, uh, and then they go and blow it on. Um, I see that more and more happening. And that um, makes it a little easier to do or it makes it more even yeah. or what is it? No, it's I just guess easier. it just spreads it, it This is not a precision job. You don't have to, you don't have to measure it or anything, but... It's amazing how fast you can apply it with one of those. With the blowers? That's the what the professionals do is use the blowers. In yeah. fact, you. And it, 
when you hire it done and they do it with that blower it's so fast you say hmm maybe i thought it was pretty cheap but maybe it should be cheaper you know <laughs> but it works well i mean it gets it in the road oh, and yeah. you know it's a it really keeps you from raking but they put it a little little littler piles in the big pile big wheelbarrows they might dump, dump a wheelbarrow maybe 10 times and then they'll, they'll once it's all done, they get a blower and they blow. Two guys get a blower and they go through the whole yard, blow it completely, and <laughs> you really don't even know that it's it's applied oh. sometimes if they do it live. So so they're doing like a leaf yeah. blower too, just kind of oh, yeah, yeah, just a big one. Okay, cool. That's kind of interesting. That's I like the, the idea of the little piles. Yeah, the new technique. So I mean, you know, more and more people are doing it, so it works out. And, you know, you could actually water it if you had to, but, I mean, it works great. I mean, um, so that's that's an idea, you know. So it's called lawn dressing, Todd. Do you just keep it on the lawn, or can you put it into uh, where you have shrubs? And... It's, it's, it's more of there's no wood base in it. There's a little wood base, but very little is broken down so fine. So, um, you know, you're basically, you could use it for anything since it's that, but our lawn dressing is, you know, very... It's very uh, fine and easy to spread. So, hey, uh, and uh, Todd, real quick. So, uh, um, how is the mulch sale going? Is it ready? Is it all? Um, we actually finished all of our black composted, so we're getting ready to start grinding our our new big pile, and it's a big pile. So we've got about thirty thousand yards to grind. We're gonna grind a little bit more brush, and then we're gonna start working on regrinding this big pile. Probably gonna take us all winter, but we'll get it done. Okay. So, is is the mulch uh, the sale on mulch over or? Uh, no, I'll be on. Oh, good. All winter. Cool. All right. All winter. Look, like us on Facebook, and you'll see all of our sales. We uh, yeah. are doing advertising campaigns on that. And you'll see the uh, also if you go to qualityorganicproducts.com, you'll see the specials as well, and including the twenty uh, percent off all mulch. Uh, including yep. black composted, dry mulches, cedar mulch, pecan shell mulch, yep. and more. Yep. Thanks, Todd. Yep. All right, guys. Y'all take care. You too. Bye-bye. All right. 308-8867 is our number. 308-8867. Toll free 866-308-8867. Again, that was Todd from QualityOrganicProducts.com. All right. Let's see if uh, if um, Roy back there is at the station is ready with the Roiling Thunder weather analysis. Maybe he can tell us if the humidity is high or not. I don't think he needs to tell us. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Hi, Roy. Hey, guys. How's, how's it going? Hey, what's going on? I'm good. I'm good. Is the humidity high, Roy? Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. Well, now let's We're take a look here. not in the studio. What's that? Yeah. Are you suffering in the studio, or what's the well, nice I, 78 degrees? And we're, yeah, I don't want to yeah. brag. Did you have brag. to turn the, the air conditioning up a little bit? Or? Oh, it's so cold at the studio. <laughs> Burr. So what's the weather look like for the week? Well, uh, we do have about a slight 20 to 30% chance of some possible rain later tonight. But as you guys were speaking about earlier, it's mainly going to be early tomorrow morning that we're going to see it on until tomorrow uh, throughout the day about a 60% chance of 
thunderstorms for tomorrow. Today we're going to get up to 92. Tomorrow's going to be a high of 88. 60% chance of those thunderstorms, uh, low of 75. And those storms are going to stay around to start the work week with a 60% chance of some more storms throughout the day on Monday, high of 84, low of 72 degrees. By Tuesday, it appears that the storms would have left along with the precipitation, high of 80, low 65 on Tuesday with a 20% chance of some early morning showers. Uh, Wednesday, high of 84, low 66 degrees, partly cloudy skies. Thursday, high of 87, low of 65 with a, uh, again, just some partly cloudy skies. And to round out the work week, high of 88 degrees, low of 68, and clear Ooh. skies on Friday. So those looks like those uh, low temperatures are starting to drop now. That's nice. Winter vegetable time. There you go. Do you agree, Roy? I agree. I do agree. <laughs> cool. All right. Any questions for Roy? I can't think of anything. That's the kind of forecast we like, Roy. There you go. Although, yeah, that, that, uh, it'd be better if it was 60 and 90 instead of 30 and 60, but, but we'll take it. We'll <laughs> All right. It. We, haven't, yeah, we haven't done very well on our 30%. Uh, forecast all this last two weeks. So, but all right, sounds good. Thanks, Thanks sir. All right, guys. All right, three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven, or you can come by the nursery at sixteen zero four and Boulevardy Road and talk to us here at Mill Burgers. Mark, did you want to talk to us, or are you just kind of? Oh, I'm just saying hi, but also I, I do want to. There you go. I do want. I just came by to say hi because hi, Mark. I, I just love to see your happy faces. Oh. How can uh, you see us? He's got these big, thick sunglasses on. We can't see. He's just styling and profiling, you know? Yeah. yeah. So Mark's all about now that he's... Uh, it's, it's hot out. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it's hot and sunny. Oh, just to remind everybody that uh, the Saws coupon program is still going on. I just dropped off some big, large posters for Trace to put out. And uh, people can, can get their coupon by going online and and filling out the all the data, and we will send them a coupon for $100. And all the details and stuff? All the details are at www.saws.org. And there's lot, lots. And garden style. Yeah. I say. Lots of information there. There's there's suggested plans, how to actually planting, suggested planting Suggested design, planting designs we have, suggested plants we have, uh, uh, but all kinds of information. I didn't quite finish that. It was www.gardenstylesa.com. Oh, gardenstylesa. Cool. Yeah. Dot com. Okay. So yeah, it uh, it is ongoing until the 31st of October. Is the uh, is that the hardscape program still going? That is run concurrently. But since I was at Millburgers, I thought I'd just talk about the oh, the no, landscape well, yeah. coupon. But yes, you are correct. We are running the patioscape program coupon rather, concurrently. So that will also go until October 31st. And that's uh, with the weather getting a little cooler, that might be worthwhile, might be uh, fairly comfortable to get out there and work. Uh, oh, anything's better. Instead of working until 11 a.m., you might make, make it to noon. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yes, I can't wait until next week. Yeah, it's going to be nicer. Okay, cool. So, yeah, so that's uh, come on by. Um, Millburgers always has a complete set of all the recommended plants. Yeah, and they do a little display garden and stuff, so it's easy to kind of see them in 
in action, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, and the, sta- and the staff is prepared that can answer answer your questions. Uh, they, they, they've tried something new, Mark. Have you seen that? The, they've got the a central location where all the the plants and the coupon are kind of put yeah, out for Trace, display. Uh, and told they, me about that last year, yeah. and uh, then or this past spring he did a little bit of that. So and then there, there's a, also what do they call that? A head. Some kind of a label on uh, the, yeah, pl- they, the plants they, as they, they appear the, out in the nursery. It'll say, uh, you know, this yeah, is, it's a coupon plants. Yeah, I think it's what it says. Cool. All right. So what's uh, Mark? Do you remember anything? I know you've been away you from uh, arborist for a while. <laughs> remember anything? Remember anything about trees? You want to from the uh, from the international conference up in Fort Worth on that. Yeah, anything that exciting? Was nah, that was it. Was pretty, pretty interesting. Um, few things that uh, Jerry, Jerry that told us about the uh, beetle. The, no, that the the, the, the uh, our, Monterey oaks and the oh oh uh, oh that that is a good question. Uh, so uh, several people ask me about there's the leaves. Right there, there. Right, uh, several people ask me about this. Way back when, when I first planted the first Monterey Oaks in San Antonio, about six months later, they had this big aphid. I'm talking a huge aphid, black and gray. I thought I introduced a new pest to Texas and San Antonio. I was so scared. But uh, I haven't seen it since. But then I was asking uh, me about Monterey Oak, and people were asking me, and I thought it was the aphid, but you said it was a scale, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I have not heard of a scale being a problematic on just Monterey Oak. I hadn't either. Yeah. I, I saw it, though. Yeah. So I was just informed of this a couple of days ago. I haven't had time to sit down and look at my books. Yeah. Not. Mark, is a, I know this, kind of, this is a tough question, and it might just, every tree is separate, but we had a, somebody bring in a just beautiful Monterey Oak, had been beautiful, but uh, it's holding all the leaves. These are the leaves, Brown. And we we thought maybe it was just an early leaf drop, but then we started looking yeah. at the stems, and the stems look pretty dry. And we got a, a little nervous. They got four or five in their yard, and they all the others still look good. Uh, any anything we should uh, they, they should be watching out for? Is this? Well, know, let's see. When we had 200 percent. Over historic rainfall in March, 300% in April, 200% in May. I asked them about whether it was a chance it was a low spot or soggy. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's either going to be a, a lot of water that it was retained, the clay soil, uh, if that was, or a low spot, or yes, if they had watered more than. So do you think that all that water potentially translated into a root rot, or do yes. you think you think it's a, a killer? Uh, if well, it'd be like a killer for any other tree. It would probably be a phytophthora. Um, if uh, if the water is has been in that, if the soil has held the water for a considerable period of time, the incidence of phytophthora increases dramatically. And phytophthora used to be a fungi fungi, but now it's it's called a brown algae. A brown what? Algae. Oh, really? I'm always trying to use the proper Latin. It's mm-hmm. brown algae. We appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, well, we don't know what he's talking about when he just <laughs> drops it on. Well, whose fault is that? <laughs> so he's yeah. so you, yes. 
doctor. You don't see this as a as the start of a major epidemic no. on Monterey Oaks. No. No. Yes, and it would if this was a borough, it might be the same yes. symptoms we're yes. seeing. Yeah. Okay, great. Thanks. All right. Cool. Thanks, Mark. All right. All right. Three zero eight. You have a wonderful day. You too. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. We'll we'll visit with Mark in just a minute, off the air. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Toll free. It's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We're going to take a break and come back in a moment with more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick, and this is nine thirty a.m. The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 Boulevardy Road. Fall is here, and fall is for planting. Fall is for Millburgers. So why is fall for planting? Well, fall is for planting because you want to promote root growth when you plant your new trees or shrubs. And the cooler night temperatures and the better chances of rain help promote that root growth. Why is fall for Millburgers? Because Millburgers has a wide variety of everything that you need to create a beautiful garden, and now's the time to get it in. So whether you need shrubs or trees, fruit trees or shade trees, Millburgers has them, and they have the right ones for this area. What else does Millburgers have? Well, they have the products to keep those plants healthy and happy. What else? knowledgeable people that can direct you toward the right plants for your situation and the right products to keep them healthy and happy. What else do they have? Well, you need to go check it out for yourself at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Bull Road. Gary and Dave at Climate Magic get it. When they started Climate Magic in 1985, it was a partnership they knew would succeed with San Antonio families if they stuck to the basics when it came to servicing air conditioners and heaters. Climate Magic will always super serve you. They know if they take care of you, you'll take care of them with repeat business and good referrals. That's what's kept them in business for over 30 years. Gary and Dave at Climate Magic share the values of our great city. Dave is from San Antonio, and Gary stayed here after serving our country in the military. Both Gary and Dave have degrees in air conditioning and heating. They stay up to date on the latest changes, and they pass on that education to their seasoned pros and on to you, as Climate Magic has always had the heart of a teacher. Here's the deal. Climate Magic knows there's a lot of AC companies in town, but they're in it for the long haul. No gimmicks or games or sales pitches. Gary and Dave at Climate Magic want to serve you and take care of you when there's an emergency. Here's the number to put in your phone and on your fridge. It's 340-8240. That's 210-340-8240 for Climate Magic. ClimateMagic.com. Texas License 1531C. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The answer. Hello, this is Charlie Weisinger with Weisinger Law Firm. As parents, we want to provide the best opportunity for our children to grow and prosper. However, statistics show that half of Americans with children don't have a will in place. Not having a will leaves several questions unanswered. Who will take care of my children? Who will inherit my assets? At Weisinger Law Firm, we help you prepare answers to these questions. 
We call this peace through planning. Don't leave the most important decisions regarding your family to the state. Call our office today at 210-308-0800. Our first consultation is free, and we will make the process easy. Our office is located just north of San Antonio in historic Selma, Texas. So call me, Charlie Weisinger. The number is 210-308-0800. That's 210-308-0800 for Weisinger Law Firm. Online at weisingerlawfirm.com. W-E-I-S-I-N-G-E-R, lawfirm.com. Weisinger Law Firm, peace through Hi, this is Pastor Kurt Hudspeth with High Resolution Radio, and I want to invite you to listen to our show right here on 9.30 a.m. The Answer every Sunday at 11 a.m. We're taking political and global issues that are happening, and we're breaking them down, giving you a biblical principle or either a biblical prophecy to be able to show you really where we are in biblical history. Be with us right here every Sunday at 11 o'clock, 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Welcome back to Norberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer, 308-8867, 308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. All right, what you got going on? I've got, uh, next weekend, uh, I'm going to be speaking at the Home and Garden Show, 3 p.m. on Saturday and 3 p.m. on Sunday. On Saturday, I'm going to talk about attracting butterflies to your landscape, and uh, I feel pretty comfortable doing that. My yard is overwhelmed by queens and now monarchs. And, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, the, and the uh, sulfur butterflies. And uh, so the milkweeds and the mistflower and zinnias, everything does work. So we'll talk about that. 3 p.m., uh, that's next Saturday. And then 3 p.m. on Sunday, I'll talk about uh, saving water in your landscape and probably talk about the tough tough modern roses and i think david rodriguez is on that agenda too he may be at uh, two o'clock just before me so and where was this again home and home this garden a, show okay. yeah cool F- fall home and garden show all right 308-8867 308-8867 i want to mention again the uh, annual the fifth annual texas fruit conference which is scheduled for October the 31st and November the 1st, uh, and it'll be held in New Braunfels. In New Braunfels, Texas, that's right. For some night in San Marcos, but uh, it's in New Braunfels. Uh, you, uh, the regular registration from September the 1st to October 21st is $80 a person. On-site registration uh, on October 31st is $90 per person. But this is every fruit specialist, well, majority of fruit specialists in the state uh, talking about all, all fruit crops. So if you're thinking about or if you're trying to grow a, a fruit crop, uh, this is a, a place, time and place to get together with the experts and ask them questions and get their feelings on uh, on what 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 you need to grow they uh, talk about uh, keys to successful small acreage fruit growing uh, 
uh, all of the all, uh, all of the basic things of growing uh, growing uh, and the, and the topics that are really people are talking about now olives and olive avocados and olives and grapes uh, pomegranate grape pomegranate uh, Texas cider uh, and then they talk about bugs uh, stink bugs leaf-footed bugs and it's a, it's a well-rounded program, and um, uh, so you might might want to look into that. Uh, you can get more information. Uh, the the registration is a TAMU website. Oh, I don't know. You can go into uh, plantanswers.com, uh, my website, at uh, topics of the month. The first topic of the month is the 5th Annual Texas Fruit Conference. So that tells you where it's going to be, how to register, and, and gives you a program to see if you'd be interested in coming. So I would encourage anybody that's in the fruit business or, or getting thinking about getting in the fruit business. Or just interested in any of those fruit varieties. Yeah, inter- those things are amazing. Uh, the discussions are amazing, and you have them. I think there's some meals included too, aren't there? Jerry? Right, right, yeah. Yeah, so you get to talk to folks that are doing it for a living, and uh, folks that are considering it, uh, folks that have had a failure, and why they think they had a failure. So, and they I, got exhibitors of, of materials. Yeah. In other words, drip irrigation systems and things. And you, like yeah, that. if you got a, a small a piece of land, you're trying to figure out what to use it for. This before you decide to invest in uh, fruit production, you need to go to a program like this for sure. And I'm excited about uh, one that's coming up Saturday, October 1st. Yeah. That's next Saturday, right? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I guess it is. Wow. (laughs) How'd that happen? A week from today. Uh, They've got a new event added by the uh, Garden Volunteers bunch to their fall calendar. It's designer landscape for historical homes. Ooh, that should be good. Hysterical and homes. Hysterical homes. And uh, the they're having tours. Uh, it's on Saturday. Uh, let's see. Okay. Presenting a new event at the Landa Library in Monte Vista. Uh-huh. Uh, Saturday, October 1st. It starts with a tour of the yard within walking, di- walking distance of the library at 223 Bushnell at the corner of Bushnell and Shook. All right, that's where the library is. Yeah, where the library is. Tours will be led by garden volunteers uh, Charles Bartlett and Albert Del Rio. Both of them regarded as expert landscape designers. The tour is from 9 to 10 on Saturday, October the 1st. So that would the, the, just the tour would be fun. But listen who they listen who they've got for uh, uh, after the tour. There will be a panel discussion from 10 till noon, featuring four top landscape designer architects for in our area. One of which is going to be Scott Ogden. Oh, cool! Who wrote uh, difficult, "Gardening Success on Different Difficult Soils and Garden Bulbs of the South"? Uh, gar- uh, Scott's been around here for longer than I have, or as long as I have. He's almost as old as Jerry is. Yeah. Goodness gracious! 
And uh, other 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 panelists include award-winning John Troy, Albert Fernandez, uh, and Douglas Smith. The event is free, but advanced registration uh, are required or encouraged at uh, www.saws.org/landa or through the Garden Volunteers website, which is gardeningvolunteers.org is their website. Well, the price is right, and that's quite a quite an audience. You oh, that's you don't that's, get access to wonderful. that. I mean, to those speakers. Every day here in San Antonio, they're great. And so that that that'll be a week from today, October first. Very cool. All right, three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven, and toll free it's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Lots of good things on sale here at the nursery. We mentioned at the top of the show, the plant of the weekend weekend is miscagnia. That the guys both like are butterfly vine. Butterfly vine. And Miss Gagnia was my fourth grade teacher. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Yeah, good old Miss Gagnia. So that's what that's how I remember it. It's a woman's name, Miss, and then the the rest. That's of one of the few name. Latin by Latin names I can remember for some reason. Like yeah, that one. Because it's her first grade teacher. Right? Yeah. Fourth grade. Fourth, fourth grade. grade. Uh-huh, that's why. So that's uh, our plant of the weekend. If you uh, three gallon, I forget what Trey said the price was. Do you remember? If you have to ask the price, right. you don't then need just to be call four nine seven. If you want more information too, there's a lot of uh, plantanswers.com has a lot of write up on uh, butterfly vine. That's right, we do. Oh, good. It's, it is it, pictures, it, pictures of a yeah, It's an outstanding uh, landscape plant for San Antonio. Uh, some of the other stuff, the garden mums are on sale uh, here at the nursery. Mums, the word. Yeah, don't tell anybody. Just keep it between us. <laughs> Two eighty-eight in the six-inch pot, ten for twenty-five dollars, and they uh, are all around the nursery. You can't miss them. We have blue plumbago. We mentioned that at the top of the hour on sale. Um, we have petunias on sale for eighty-eight cents each in the four-inch pot, and lots of colors in front of us uh, with that: the reds, the whites, the pinks. Um, this seems like a good idea. Um, so. What do, you, what do you suppose this is that's coming? Uh-oh. I don't know. Does it look good? No, that, that doesn't look too good, son. Oh, here, can we can we talk to you on the that's air? Here, you, you put that down. Yeah. You grab the mic. Ah, don't let it fall. All right. You're on the air. What you got? I don't know if my wife sent me down here with this. Oh, okay. Okay. And what is this? There's talk, talk to your Here, talk in the mic real quick so I can hear you. There you go. I, I'm not sure what it is. It's a chrysanthemum. Is it? Okay. There's two of them in this bed. Both of them are dying. Everything else in the bed is doing fine. Looks like you got a root rot. Well, when you see the the leaves and they're dying back from the tips. Yeah. Uh, that's indication that you're either too dry or too wet or got a got a root problem. Is that is there a chance it's soggy there? No, it's it's up against the garage in a, in a bed with many other plants uh, and herbs that are doing fine. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that. 
Did you t you didn't know what this was? No, I didn't. I didn't know yeah. I was going to be on radio. I'm with Jerry. I mean, if you had, I would guess that that was at this this year. I would guess it's a soggy soil, uh, and of course. You know, the, the, one of the issues with all the rain we've had is that you might get a root, a root rot starting eight weeks ago, and then you just see the it's, symptoms show up now. Up. Okay. Yeah. So um, this it, thing it, is replace it, that. Can you another. can you pull up? No. You see what the roots look like? Yeah. I'd go uh, I'd go ahead and just cut it to the ground. In fact, we've got some in containers that we just got through uh, cutting to the ground. What is it? Because they're chrysanthemum. Oh. Uh, mum. Uh, uh, it looks to me like it sticks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, uh, it's a sick plant. What is just cut it to the ground, cut all the sticks off and everything else, and, and you can leave some of this foliage if you want to or cut it back. The, the and one. and it'll it'll re-sprout and probably won't bloom this fall, but will bloom uh, next spring. Okay, the other one is not that dead. It's, mo it's this came off of it. Okay. And also it's it's bigger. Okay. Alrighty. The one that's kind of acting like it's dead, cut it to the ground. Okay. If it's a root rot that that killed the whole plant. Well, as usual, my wife was right. Millburgers knows everything. Oh, well, I don't plants. know about that. But, uh, <laughs> Thank you very much. But anyway, you're welcome. Sorry. The other thing you could do, you could bring her a couple of new ones. There you go. And they're on sale. Yeah. You'll spend less than $6 to... Blame it on Jerry. Jerry, Say, Jerry recommended this that we bring this to you. All right, thanks. 308-8867, the number to call, 308 8867. So, the, what I was going to say was a good idea, I think, for this time of year is 40% uh, off the uh, best selection of foundation and landscape plants, including uh, dwarf yopon holly, dwarf burford holly, uh, variegated privet, red tip fetinia, boxwood, and uh, and uh, all on sale for in the three gallon container for 1188. Right. So, uh, you, hear us, you hear us recommending the the hollies, so now's a good time to come and save on those, and it's a good time to get them in the ground. Are any of the ground covers on sale? Uh, let no. me see. Not right now. They just got dwarf yopon, the, the good ones, the dwarf yopon and dwarf burford holly. Wow, yeah. All right, three great foundation plantings. Dave is on the line at 308 8867. Hi, Dave. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing? Pretty good. I just wanted to ask uh, Calvin about the monarchs. He mentioned he's had monarchs showing up, and I wanted to know big numbers or spotty or. I'm sorry. Monarchs. I'm, I'm... He's wanting to know about the monarchs. Yeah, the indivi individuals, uh, not huh? not in the large numbers. Let's say uh, any one time two two or three is what I'm seeing, along with about 400 queens. Yeah, we've got um, tens of queens, but how 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 long ago did the did the monarchs first show up? I think the first one we saw about three weeks ago, oh. and then uh, I think I think now you can I can consistently go in the backyard and and find at least one or two, but uh, that first one showed up three weeks ago and and uh, it was kind of a spotty thing. We actually saw one here in the nursery about three weeks ago, uh -huh. too. 
Right now I'm also looking at a uh, a giant swallowtail over there in a the nursery. But yeah, we've seen some of that. What are you? When are you? When do we? Help me remember when we normally see a around this time. More of the That's numbers. Uh, Is it October, right? Yeah, I'm hoping there'll be more. But for about the last uh, four or five years, we've tried to harvest them off the off the native milkweed, harvest the eggs, and and raise a bunch of them. But we haven't seen a one yet. Just queens. Uh oh. And where are you? I'm up. Well, we're up uh, a little north of Bernie. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, you should be. Should be and we've got lots of milkweed. We've got tons of milkweed, tropical, uh-huh. and then a, a lot of native all around the neighborhood and in our in our uh, yard yeah. and everything. Now the the the, mel- the milkweed is attractive oh, to yeah. them and the queens, but the the thing that's really bringing them in is the misflower. Yeah, we've got some of that growing too. Yeah, and then uh, oh, then another the uh, the queens aren't is attracted to it, but porterweed. I've got, I've got some porterweed that uh, is not very, doesn't have a lot of blooms, but uh, uh, Jerry had done some research earlier, and, and the blooms are uh, potent in terms of, uh, of uh, nectar. Uh, so they, 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 the sulfurs really seem to like them. And the monarchs. Say that tr- the monarchs like that stuff, too? Yeah. Again, it's not like, it's not like, you know, if you were going to, in my yard, you would uh, you would stand by the milkweed and the misflower, which are kind of planted to, to uh, if you you know you wanted to increase your chances of seeing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the porterweed is an, uh, is like third third most favorite of uh, of the butterflies in the backyard. Okay. Well, we've got thousands of uh, milkweed plants all around the up and down our street, and uh, we wander around when we start seeing the. When we start seeing the butterflies, the monarchs, we we go out and start checking, and when we, we 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 probably well, my wife has taken care of them, but we bring them in the house and and she raises them, and we probably raised a couple three hundred over the last several years, and it's kind wow. of a fun thing, and they need the help. How do you, is your did your neighbors all just independently plant their milkweed, or is it? No, it's they all, all, all talking about it and go do it together, or how? Well, there's there's one uh, lady down at uh, one end of the street that I, we asked her about it, and she said, "Well, we won't cut it." She knows about the monarch sheep; they don't cut it, but it just grows naturally. I mean, it's wild, and uh, we've got lots of lots of plants. So we're just waiting. So to if you, some, you've uh, got tro- if you got the tropical, and you've got uh, well, my wife tuberosa, or what have you got? We've got a lot of tropical in a small area in the in the yard, you know. I mean, a couple a hundred uh-huh. feet by a hundred feet. A lot of tropical, but then the the old native stuff that's low growing and that. Well, that's all over. That's all over in yards and along the side of the street and in our yard and everything. So once we wow. they start showing up, we can harvest a lot of eggs. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, well, that's we a good that work. Because because the uh, you know the the flies and the, they'll be parasitized or eaten by insects if you don't uh, harvest them. So. Anyway, we've done pretty good. We've done pretty good so far the last few years, but we're just not seeing anything yet. So. Okay. Well, we'll we'll uh, put the word out too. Uh, any any of our listeners, uh, uh, maybe uh, starting tomorrow or even this afternoon, if you've have seen monarchs, uh, let us know. That would be good. We'll kind of do the same thing as we're doing with the uh, hummingbird oh, yeah. migrants. 
we're we're seeing the ruby throat so all right sounds good thanks my wife keeps up with the uh kip uh kip park you know they doing the monitoring thing they we hear about it nationwide so we pay a lot of attention to the monarchs yeah well anybody interested can there's a huge amount on the internet so oh yeah you can really get involved yeah well we are okay all right thanks thanks all right, thanks, Dave. 308-8867 is our number, and we've got to take a break. So while we do, you give us a call at 308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming right up, right here, live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Lick, and this is 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 Boulevardy Road. Fall is here, and fall is for planting. Fall is for Millburgers. So why is fall for planting? Well, fall is for planting because you want to promote root growth when you plant your new trees or shrubs. And the cooler night temperatures and the better chances of rain help promote that root growth. Why is fall for Millburgers? Because Millburgers has a wide variety of everything that you need to create a beautiful garden, and now's the time to get it in. So whether you need shrubs or trees, fruit trees or shade trees, Millburgers has them, and they have the right ones for this area. What else does Millburgers have? Well, they have the products to keep those plants healthy and happy. What else? knowledgeable people that can direct you toward the right plants for your situation and the right products to keep them healthy and happy. What else do they have? Well, you need to go check it out for yourself at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Bull Road. Shanta Pierce in San Antonio, October 7th, presented by Incredible Pizza Company. There's no real ladylike way of describing this, is there? Shonda Pierce, the queen of clean comedy, is back with the Happily Laughter After Tour. We're going to tell you how it really is. Come see Shonda Pierce and special guest Karen Williams and the Happily Laughter After Tour. For details and ticket information, visit Awaken events.com october 7th at westover hills assembly of god sponsored by cross cleaning metamorphs restaurante invites you to dance the night away with dinner served tonight until 11 p.m and dancing in all styles cumbia salsa merengue and bachata i10 and days of call 558-3200 it's metamorphs restaurante e cantina the fireworks are about to begin trump reinforcing harmful stereotypes. The first 2016 presidential debate is Monday night. Listen for complete debate coverage here on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, beginning with Larry Elder at 5 p.m. And join us to watch the debate at the Blue Bonnet Palace on Lookout Road. It's a free event. Find out more at 9.30 a.m. TheAnswer.com. Alamo City Chocolate Factory presents Customer Appreciation and Corporate Savings Week. A great opportunity to save on client gifts and impress the boss. Receive 20% off retail on your purchase. Pre-order for Halloween, Thanksgiving chocolates, Christmas gifts, and client gifts. Some restrictions apply. Call 490-5333 for more information. Check us out on Facebook.com slash Alamo City Chocolate Factory. Alamo City Chocolate Factory. Live the sweet life. There is a new way to sell your house in San Antonio and the Hill Country that saves you thousands of dollars. Hi, this is Dennis Prager, and Help You Sell has it figured out. 
Help You Sell Real Estate has done away with charging 6% commission because it's not fair. The difference in commissions between a $200,000 and a $500,000 home is $18,000. But did the more expensive home get $18,000 more in service? Probably not. That's why Help You Sell is quickly becoming the fastest way to sell your home and save you thousands of dollars with their low-set fee program. With Help You Sell, you work with a full-service 20-year licensed real estate broker in Sergio Martinez. And Help You Sell starts by giving you a free home evaluation and market analysis. So if you're looking to sell, buy, or build, start your search at hushillcountry.com or call Sergio with Help You Sell, San Antonio Hill Country at 210-693-0305. This Saturday afternoon at 5, tune in for Senior Care Chats, presented by Senior Care Centers. Kelly Brennan will entertain you as they educate you on issues and topics that matter most to seniors and their families. Saturday afternoons at 5 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer, Anne, is on the line at 308-8867, 308-8867. Hi there, Anne. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? All right. I was hearing you talking about the monarch uh, butterflies just a couple minutes ago. Um, I think I saw, I have a small garden. I have, like, a firebush and uh, part of Barbados, and I saw one monarch butterfly, just really one. It was about last, I think it was last Saturday, last Sunday, but not, yeah. really not a lot. I thought I would see more because there's um, like a, super, uh, a bigger uh, part of Barbados in, in a different area. I live in an apartment complex, and you would think you would see a lot. Do you have any idea why there's not really a a lot of butterflies well, this year? Or? Well, I think it's, uh, of course, monarchs are uh, unpredictable, but I think it's oh. timing. I think October, well, you, we, we should expect to, to see more. And I think if the, depending on the weather, they're, they're, they don't rush to go south until they get a little weather pressure. So oh, they can kind of linger. Oh. Yeah, yeah, they can be lingering in Oklahoma or... Uh, Missouri or someplace, and then they eventually get here before they go down uh, oh. to Mexico. But I, but I think, I think we can kind of count on seeing more in October. Oh but, yeah, because I've seen really well, like the plain butterflies, real small, like yellow, real small, but not not really a lot. Since we had a lot of rain, I thought we would have, uh, you know, a lot more butterflies. You know, because they uh, in other areas they have uh, other type of flowers. Um, hibiscus and all that and even over there i just really don't see maybe one butterfly but normally mm. like in the past few years back you would see a lot of butterflies you know, in all types you know. yeah well i'm so i'm certainly seeing a lot but th- this is the year uh, that i i had um, more mist flowers and milkweed and it really has made a, a difference and and the porterweed all those three have made a difference in in my garden Oh, uh, so the more yeah, of course the more flowers, and then uh, had a lot of zinnias. Zinnias are real attractive too. Right? Yeah, I I used to have those in the past, but I kind of 
I have I like bigger plants and a lot of small. Maybe that's why I don't see a lot of you know more like hibiscus. That one person has a lot of hibiscus. Me, I have those uh, firebush and really this is the second time my firebush got so large, even larger than usual because all that rain we did had a few months yeah. ago. Rain and rain and rain. This is the biggest. Are you seeing there. hummingbirds on the firebush? Yes, that's what I was going to tell you. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, I guess about like two or three, uh, almost you know, a- every day, and that's been going on for I guess past two weeks, three weeks. Uh huh. Ruby even throats. There, there, or... Even there's a tree. I don't know why the hummingbirds a lot more than that, but this is a tree that drops acorns. I mean, there's no flowers. Do you, some, yeah. Do you think that tree's? A tree? I mean, there, there's four well, or they five just kinda, hummingbirds. Yeah, they just kind of hang out, and. Uh... They've, they've, uh, they occasionally will also, uh, uh, things like aphid honeydew and uh, sap, they'll, they'll, they'll uh, test and eat a little of that. But you, a lot of time they use that as an observation post and hang out. They, they like the uh, wisteria in my uh, arbor, and then to, because it's kind of in the middle, convenient to the firebush and convenient to the hummingbird feeders too and so they they can sit up there and harass each other (laughs) and they they each have a favorite roost right yeah because i was wondering was it doing on where this tree is they just drops acorns but the the tree is in the middle uh the high biscuits is in the in the area and then there's a sidewalk and then you know because like i said i live in an apartment complex and then my plants are here but I said you would think there would be where the flowers are at, not like I said, maybe they're looking for bugs or like what you said, they're just hanging out. But in that tree, there's more because I look up there in the branches and they're all kind of like flying around, you know. And I wasn't too sure, I said, that's not a small bird because I never really seen that many, you know, hummingbirds. You know, really, this is the first year I've seen. There's people that have feeders. And I don't have one, and I see the hummingbirds. But over here, we really no one has any feeders. You know, one did a long time ago, and um, I would see the hummingbirds going around and around and around. You know, but but yeah. they're they're nice. I mean, they're and they're fast. I was watching them. I said, boy, these hummingbirds are they they go really fast. You know. Well, mention it next time you guys you run into your neighbors. Mention that it'd be kind of fun if everybody put up hummingbird feeders. In my neighborhood, there's quite a few feeders. And uh, so, you know, uh, we can support a pretty big population. And and if my flowers aren't up to par, somebody else's are, too. So I get oh, to see okay. the hummingbirds. Okay. All righty. Oh, Sounds oh, good. Thanks for the go, report. Wait, oh, before they What's go, that? What's I, that? I, I have, oh, I'm sorry. I have, like, uh, you know, elephant ears. They kind of, I guess they're starting to go dormant. Um you know, if um, we get, you know, the bad weather, I, I don't know if they're protecting a lot of coal, uh, would they just go and come back? Because they're in the garden. I don't want to take them out. Can I just leave the bulb in there? I mean, I, do I have to take it out? Or can, will they come back? Have they, the ma- have they made it through the the winter other years? Um, yes, and really, again, it, with all that rain we had a few months ago, I mean, this is the largest of elephant ears I've gotten. Usually they're yeah. kind of small or tiny, let's put it that way, and they were huge. I mean, they're still, I have some are still standing standing yeah. up. I mean, you know, 
but can I just leave them in? Do I cut them back or just let them cut? Some of them are kind of ready, turning brown and well, shriveling up. Yeah. In, the, in, the old day, in the old days, we, especially if they were in not, not in a sheltered area, elephant ears, we used to, you know, say you could, you could dig them out. But I, I think people have had fairly good luck just leaving them. The leaves right. get smaller every year. Yeah, leaving, leaving them. It's, uh, well, it's a little bit like uh, gladiolus, too. You can... Oh, okay. You, you know, you got you probably can expect them five or six years, but uh, just they decline a little bit. But you, so you got a choice. And the one one thing I've noticed that some people are doing is like they might go every other year now or so. That way you you keep them, you you, you know, get some regeneration and they don't decline as quickly. Oh, okay. Because you know, I hate to dig them up. I just really want to leave them as yeah, they are. Try, you know, because try it this year. If you do it this year, you know for sure it's going to be a cold winter then, you know. Oh, okay. Yes. All right, Dan. Okay, yeah. thank you. Thank you Thanks, very much. Your responsibility. You take care. Got about 30 seconds left. Anything right, you need to bring up? No. All right. Kevin? <laughs> uh, next next weekend, Home and Garden Show. I'll be speaking at 3 p.m. Saturday and Sunday the 1st and the 2nd. And a lot of other, other uh, area horticulturists uh, will be speaking there and uh, hope to see you out there all right we'll say goodbye for today on behalf of the docs thanks to roy for doing a great job getting all your calls on the air and thanks to you for listening i'm milton glick see you tomorrow back here at the nursery on 9:30 a.m the answer three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost and covers the facts behind this scandal flynn told the truth he was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.